I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to, to Burf Barf. <laughs> that was labored. You know, the more we try and keep it in sync, the, the worse it gets. It is. Yeah. So now you just got to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was encouraged this evening to um, open this podcast with a new theme song. Uh, Scotty was really rooting for A Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton to be our new theme song. And we're pretty sure that if you only play 12, 13 seconds of it, that we don't have to pay the royalties. So prepare yourself for the fact that A Thousand Miles might be our theme song for the rest of time. I mean, if you do a cover of it, doesn't it become your own? Like, you can't tell me that. Yeah. Oh, we have a piano. Okay. I'll work on that for next time. Are you going to, you can't do it on the banjo. This is what, this is what the people want. Okay. And if Scott could support support you on bass, like bass and banjo, like that's a combo no one's asked for. I'll have her lay down the the vocal track. We'll be golden. I'd like to start us off today by thanking our newest Patreon, Heidi DeBenedictus. I hope I said that right. She is one of my running running buds. She's got cute freckles and she is training hard all the time for a bunch of long races. So I'm super pumped for her to join us as a new birth barfer. Welcome to the club and for the glorious tempo of that last name. I would have butchered that, but you made it sound like <laughs> you made it sound like a music teacher going ta ta ta. Um what else? I'm in my, uh, if you're joining us on, on YouTube, I am wearing my Burf Barf Cowboy outfit. It's really good. Like I, I know those are not called the lapels when they're the flaps over the breast pockets, but yeah, I, I would say that well, that's a double breasted Burf Barf. I'm a double breasted Burf Barf. Uh, yeah, I couldn't get the, uh, the flaps to stay down. So I just pinned more Burf Barfiness to myself. It's really There's no good. reason not to. It, it makes you realize how much burf barf swag that you have when you start to put it all together. Uh, also, there's going to be some sweet ass burf barf swag headed your way if you are a high level Patreon. Look out! For oh that. yeah, I, I will. I will say the the twenty five dollar and higher uh, level Patreons that get merch a couple times a year. They uh, are probably getting one of my favorite merch items. Um, and I'm not going to spoil it on this episode, but they're probably getting one of my favorite items in the next week or so. I don't, I don't, we're going to have to figure out a way after the patrons get to distribute it further in some way, like maybe the winner of Teat Reaper or something will get one. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. I plan They'll on wearing, one. I plan on taking this thing with me uh, everywhere I can and, you know, spreading it's my getting moms at everywhere. Foods. Yeah. Maybe depends on what it is. Mm, we'll see. We should so, make a point at some time to wear all of our birth by barf items at once. once. Yeah. Yeah. In about a month, that'll be quite an outfit, frankly. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait for the bell bottoms. It, um, it also makes me feel like we should make ju- birth barf jumpsuits at some point. Like this. I could probably just make this jumpsuit a birth barf jumpsuit. I mean, there's a way to screen print it. You've got every crafting item in the whole world. Uh-huh. 
We can Annie's joining us. <laughs> hey, Annie's joining us today from a Microsoft Teams fake background. <laughs> yeah, it's actually an Airbnb in what Lauren calls. Where is that? Um, I'm in in Bentonville, Arkansas, which sounds like the middle of nowhere, but there's actually miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles and miles miles of paved and single track uh, bike trails here. Like it has been called like the mountain bike capital of the US, like for real. Yes, for real. Yeah, I know. And this is why I do not feel comfortable being this position of being like, Lauren, this is a your people's thing. This is, yeah. a, this is a mountain bike place. But like there is, um, I mean, they easily have, mm, I'm going to say 150 miles of mountain bike trail here. Oh, holy cow. That's rad. Yeah. Yeah. And- I saw your daughter shredding the gnar today. Uh, somehow on a cement pump track, which seems like just a death trap, but just carving the turns out. And also just like, really like she has got some handling skills right now. Like she looks like a little cyclocross racer. Yeah. And we're definitely working on getting our biking legs back under us, uh, after a winter of taking the time off. And like last year was definitely like more miles and less handling stuff, but it's really cool here too. And both encouraging and discouraging because there is such a culture of bikes here. I mean, there's like little kids, you know, doing jumps and stuff like just, you know, because they live here and they do this stuff every day. So you're like, Oh, well then it must be okay for me. And then you try it and you're like, no, false. Yeah, well, that's terrifying as it turns out. But it's been, it's great. We decided to come here specifically to do biking in the weather. It's supposed to be good this year. And we're so tired of staring at our own four walls that we're just never going to be home again. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. We've spent a lot of time away from home, so we've been lucky. So jump on the bandwagon of not living in your house. I, uh, I've been trying to figure out what my my adventure racing outfit is for this whole year. I was going to say season, but it's a long ass season. It's going to be April to September. Uh, and so I thought, okay, so I found (laughs) an old racing skin suit that is long sleeved and it zips from the, the crotch to the throat. And it looks like, you know, it looks like a superhero outfit. And I thought this has got to be the thing for adventure racing because the interior chamois is literally twice as big as any other chamois it has like a chamois that's like a foot wide and then another chamois double like on top of it inside it i know and it's like it's not for olds it's like for racing and so i thought well this is surely it so i wore it on a bike ride and was like oh this feels pretty damn good and then i thought okay well i'll go run my streak squeak with it on to see Make wait, sure wait. that I, I need more details. Is this like full <laughs> full pants length? Is it full arm sleeve? No, no, no. It's full arm sleeve length with uh sh- with shorts. Okay. That's what mo- most skin suits for cyclocross. That's what they look like. So, like, what's that brand called? Freedom Machine. Freedom from there's like what? some a what now a Freedom like Machine. A, yeah, there's like some uppity women's clothes bike clothing company that does a lot of like uh, performance biking suits that are like one piece. Oh thing. no, this is like this is prepared like like it's through my bike. It was through my bike team. Okay, so, so okay, it's like Pactimo or one of those team like club, you know, outfits. Med. It's a club med outfit. Yeah, you can actually pay with it. Um, but I tried it on and it was great. And then I went running 
And then I got about a half mile into the run. And I, like my eyes started to get big and started to tear up a little bit because I could actually feel myself perhaps losing parts of my labia as I ran. And I you looked around. <laughs> I just was running and like actively pulling the crotch of my outfit down because I was like, you just need to do another half a mile. And I think you can do that while holding your own crotch away from your crotch. And that's what I did. I, that's what I running's mean, like. I can't judge too much. I feel like I've done at least three races with my pants down just to keep yeah. clothing away from my vagina. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So not still not sure. Unfortunately, it's not like the eleven dollar silly ass hincappy shorts that I wore to the last one. I don't think I've ever looked so insane in my whole life as I did at the uh, Adventure Race I Nationals. Nationals. I yeah, I'm wearing like Kmart bike shorts and like a like a ma- old man's white fisherman's shirt and like some sunglasses I found on the ground. I mean, I would argue that that goes in perfectly with some Adventure Race audience members because the, the way you just described your outfit conjures to mind some of the individuals we've seen at orienteering events. And this is not a slam on them. Like the, there is a very like uh, function driven fashion in adventure racing and even more so in orienteering. I look cool and I literally never do. There's never been a day where I've towed the line and been like, yeah, nailed it. But you know what? Maybe once. I don't know that I feel like I've looked at any other adventure racing team and thought that's it either. Well, even, even running racing, I think the only, there's two races I remember feeling like I looked cute at, and they were both full Solomon outfits. One was San Diego 100, which did me no good. I just puked until my eyeballs fell out. <laughs> and the other was, also did me no good. We were at forget the P, our second forget the PR. And I had like those weird Solomon short skirt thingy on. And then yep. I had a tight blue Solomon shirt on and ended up taking it off. But because Solomon only cuts things to like your cesarean section line. I just had like a, a little Michelin roll right on top of it. And I was like, fuck it. I'm finishing like this. So I started out feeling very sexy and ended looking uh, like a dad on a cartoon show. So in summary, what I'm hearing you say is that looking pro has never served you in any performance capacity. That is absolutely facts. Yep. Just wanna, I just want to really focus on that. Dumpy is good. Weird is good. Costume good. However, never has a pro outfit served me. Not once. I mean, look, I got over Hope Pass in fucking jeans and a white cotton t-shirt. I was just so say, we went over Hope Pass in jeans and we finished Trans Rockies in fishnets. So ooh, if, if that doesn't give us like credentials to say that wearing pro kits doesn't always serve you, then what, what does, there is no better expert in the, in diversity of running outfits. I can't believe that fishnets didn't burn our freaking chubbies off. I can't believe it. Also, that was the hottest finish ever. It was the The five, the five miles. They were so dusty that I could, I could like get dust out of my nose in chunks. I think we ate some popsicles at one of the last aid stations. We stopped at a gas station. Remember we stopped. But there were also popsicles. Oh yes. There was also popsicles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the slushy was early. And then we ran through some weird neighborhoods and somebody yelled something political at us. Yeah, but it was, it was ju- time. Remember, it was like support sex workers and oh, yeah, we were uh, down <laughs> with fascism. And we were like, oh, it was like yeah. a succinct, like 
four bullets and we were like, yeah, no objections to you yelling at that me, uh, yelling that at me, sir. Have a good day. I don't know. I, do you know other sex workers that are also endurance runners that are doing sex work while they endurance run? Cause that's like a feat. I did debate afterwards if he was uh, stating his uh, positions to us because we were running in fishnets. Like maybe he just thought we were sex workers keeping it tight. I don't know. Yeah. Just, you know, I like to carry these two carbon fiber poles for safety. Um, I remember the end of that race being so hot that it smelled hot. Like things smelled like they were burning. And I remember taking a shower after that and feeling like I was smelling myself like burnt yeah like Like, when you're like the smell of a tanning salon like flesh burning yeah i remember that my lips were like look like a like a an adventure skier they were like white and had peeled off i had two sunburned cheeks a white robe like a terrible sunburn and a bottle of champagne which we ordered up that That was was the best champagne i probably had ever in my life it was delicious that was such a lovely moment and then we had to go back up the fucking mountain to go to dinner. And I was like, I can't be at elevation anymore. You know, what's funny. Like I've already titled the episode of this podcast without knowing anything we were talking about, but uh, I'm titling it. The sun will come out because my name is Annie and the sun is coming out. Yes. Um, and I feel like I can already like hear the optimism in our conversation. So I don't feel oh, like, yeah. I, I don't feel like I'm, um, uh, there, I don't think there's any spoilers by saying like you and I have been trying to like keep it together. Like we've had a few episodes over this last year where it's just been like just pulling ourselves up and yes. being like, we gotta, we gotta keep yes. it together and not yes. like we have to share any false feelings. It's I, we've always been super real over this last year, but yeah. I can just like feel in everything that mm-hmm. the sun mm-hmm. is coming back and there's oh, like yeah. hope and oh, yeah. just like seeing like people posting race pictures from this last weekend and having like races on our own schedule you yeah. and i just got our first shot of the fucking vaccine <laughs> So people out there, if you are uh, getting your first shot, you're about to, you've already done your two in your two week period. Take this moment to like, yeah, juice yourself up. (laughs) So the timer has begun of like getting back to some normalcy and like, I just, mm, I just like feel it in my bones and like everything. I just can feel feel it in in my fingers. Yes. I'm fully, fully in it. Uh, my my calendar like, looks yeah. bonkers. It's just rainbow. It's just yeah. like I color code things according to like races, family stuff, this and that. And it's just a fucking rainbow explosion for five months. Yeah. I don't plan on being home for the next, I don't know, 18 years. Literally, as soon as we're done with this, I'm booking a flight to California and I'm so stoked. Awesome. Um, yeah. A key thing, especially relevant to this podcast, is that Lauren and I will be recording an in-person episode in a few weeks. Guys, guys, guys. guys. Uh, I know we had one exception for my birthday because uh, we both quarantined for 10 days prior to, but essentially we have not been in person for 13 months. 13 months. months. Yeah. 
13 months. Yeah. We're going to freak out a little. So you remember those episodes where we get like a little drunk or a little bit caffeine high and get a little bit silly. And then we've had to re-record them or we've given you snippets of the weird ones. I've got a feeling about this one. It's going to be something. Highly encourage you to wear a new outfit that you may or may not be thinking about right now. Absolutely. And I will also wear mine. Absolutely. Whatever, whatever that is. We'll just have to figure out. It's definitely going to be like a, whatever you want to do, we're doing. Whatever you want to wear, you wear. That's such a lang mode. Such a lang mode. Whatever you want, you can get. I have not been in that mode because I haven't hung out with you in so long. So like, I haven't gotten to be like, what kind of snacks do you want? You want them now? You can have them now and later. What kind of drink do you want? You can have it now and you can have it later too. Where do you want to sleep? That's where you can sleep. What do you want to watch? Like just, I have not had that mode. I don't have a lot of people in my life that are in that mode. (laughs) Everything You you want. You know what I feel like encapsulates my current feelings probably the most and something that I, I've been thinking back and remembering quite a bit is mm. when we have gone to Rocks and Roots and have drank uh, before mm. we group run. That's, and after, yeah. That's like, that is like the peak of like cozy wildness. Mm. Like, oh, I cozy just, wildness. Mm. God, that's a thing. There's got to be a mm. Swedish word for that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. I just like, yeah. I'm just like, feel, I'm just like feeling all of it. I'm like, I, can't I love wait. my hair. I love your face. I love this ambiance. I love this podcast. I love my bevy. Like it's all good. Love oh, it. I'm stoked. I'm very stoked. So I've got uh, a race on the calendar for this upcoming Ooh, weekend. I like how you said that a little bit like a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm racing with other people. Who's I mean, the one now? I don't think I've raced in person since BFC. And that was very unique because it was very small, very staggered start. And I also got tested before and afterwards. So that was like the one exclusion I made for myself. I don't think I've raced anything else in person. This will also be um, multiple staggered start and a reduced sized field. It's the mm. Fools 25 and 50K. It's at Camp Manitoc, which is a place that's dear to my heart because it's where I have raced um, state champions of mountain bikes a couple times. So where is, is that near Mohi? Peninsula. Mm-mm. Oh. It's, uh, it's like 50 minutes due east of my parents' house, which, you know, everyone oh. knows what that is. Uh, it's, yeah, north, northeast Ohio. Um, it's Boy Scout camp, which is always the most magical place on earth. They are. They are. I, Never I stops just... being fun. They've got all these hand-carved totem poles, and I'm, yeah, it's probably appropriation. There's probably not a single Native person hanging out there. Um but you know, it's dedicated to the history of, of Native Americans and it is a very, very cool place. It's a, it's a smaller amount of gain than Clear Creek. It's about 1400 feet of gain for each loop. No, for 16 miles. It is going to be a two loop course for the 25K and a four loop course for the 50K. And I would like to say a big, beautiful shout out to my dear Sam Hartman who made this race possible for me. Um, and gift it to me as a birthday present, which is the cutest Aww. thing ever. That's Beautiful. my birthday gift. What am I going to know? I love that. And um, Sam recently uh, put got an article um, 
put online for ultra running magazine about my shell to be FKT. So Sam's like a super fan and active contributor to the well-being and happiness of both Lauren and I in a very real and significant way. So thank you. so beautifully put. Uh, yeah. Annie got some, we'll come back to fools 25 K in a second when we're done talking about what we have fucking... to come back. To, we have to come back to fools 25. We will, got but we got, I can't, no, no, can't stop. I can't stop. I can't stop. I can't stop because there's just a little, oh, my computer just asked me if I was playing music. You're a really good singer. Are you playing music or is that just your voice? Oh, uh, I believe someone very famous in the trail and ultra community, a little lady named Maggie Guterell, perhaps called out Annie Lang on social media this week as being an ultimate badass. That's just I don't wild. know what kind of level you're operating on, my friend, when people like Maggie Guterell decide that they're I'm calling you out. Call on their Instagram story? Yeah, I, um, the bur- the like continued burn from the FKT. I highly encourage everyone to do an FKT because the payoff, like this is, this is the longest like ramifications I've had from an effort ever. All you have to do is, um, like not be able to poop for eight days, want to cry, throw yourself into the abyss. All you have to do is move 300 miles very slowly, 200 miles. Who knows? Oh, no. I'm not going to listen to you about that. No, you should. It's fine. And besides, you're going to end up pacing me on future FKT efforts for Shelter We specifically. So well, pacing you, know. you, I'm going to do it with you. Of course. You idiot. Of course. I hate it and don't want to. And we'll be there together. You I hate asshole. it. I will. <laughs> That's like the theme of all of my running. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, and we have to over. get caught up on a lot of this, you know, yes. I, I feel like I have to, I have to coerce you into doing twice as many things that you didn't want to do originally in order to catch up for 2020. I think that's only fair. Ooh, and, well, yeah. Well, we're, we're kicking it off quick by doing a 24 hour adventure race. Tell me it's not more than 24 hours. It's not more than 24 hours, but um, I don't want to leave fool's gold gold yet. So it's a, okay. one. Lo- there's no gold in it. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying it though. It's a full Not at West. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's four. I believe it's four loops for the 50 K and two for the, for the 60 miler. Okay. Um, and are you doing like ABC goal? Are you doing like a, just like, what's your structure they're all for feelings this? goals? They're not okay. time. Um, they're feelings goals mostly. You have so, ABC feelings goals. Yes. Well, okay. I have one concrete goal and that's that I'd like to podium in my age group. Okay. Which is actually brutal because my age group is 30 to 39. Where all the baddest women reside. Just Where kidding. All, all, all of the baddest all women, women reside ever. But probably the most, I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's where trail people get their stride. And so that's a pretty big window for, I mean, who knows? Who knows what the general the median age is for this race? But so that might be way out of control. My other goals are basically to like run a perfect, I would like to run a perfect race. And that has nothing to do with what time I finish in or what place I finish in. I'd like to like run a warm up, like one to two mile warm up, which I never seem to execute. <laughs> I just get carried away by the herd because I'm stoked. And it's hard, um, it's hard to pull yourself away from pre-race 
like stuff that's happening and where the crowds yeah. are and like you know, we've all seen the person doing the warm up before a race. You always think like, well, that seems dumb. And then you're like doing the race and you're like, should have done a warm up. Should have done a warm up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you with ultras, it's not usually possible. Um, so, but actually, the herd won't carry me away because there's only going to be a couple people at the start and I'm going with a lot of them. So I'll know them. Yeah. And so they'll have them we'll hang. Um, and then I'd like to do uh, all those middle miles, that big chunk of middle miles at a strong tempo pace. And then I'd like to run negative splits the last two miles. Okay. What is strong tempo pace for you currently? On trail? And, does that ma- and does that matter? Mm-hmm. I mean, because the elevation is so different than what I'll be, what I have been working with, like I've been working with kind of a lot more. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be like five to 600 feet less than my usual training loop. So maybe um, I should ask you this, like what for tempo pace on a perceived uh, rate of exertion of one to 10, what are you, what are you hoping to yeah. push for? I'd like to stay in the like seven and a half zone. So I'm hoping okay. to do like 1130s or better. Okay. And then finish. I don't think, I don't know if I can finish faster than 1130s, but we'll see. Uh, but that's trail. So we don't know. We meaning me and all the versions of me that are doing this and also a little bit poop my pants scared about it. It's good. It's good to feel like um, I'm going into something that I care about that I've trained really hard for. The only thing that I'm worried about is my training has been like pretty perfect. I've had some good runs on pavement. I've had some very solid clear creek loops. I've done some solid dam training. I've done some solid track training. I'm reading every basically every book that you can about running. I'm running, I'm reading a uh, run strong, stay hungry, which I highly recommend cool. by Jonathan Beverly. This is a super helpful book to me for people who've been running for a long time. It's for elites and non-elites, but it's basically about like keeping your head in the game, the longevity of running, being a long distance runner for all of your life. Um, you know, training by feel adaptability, um, peaking, uh, variety. It's a super, super cool book for experienced runners. And I highly recommend it. Uh, what was the thing my fear was? I don't know. What's the other I, one? I've the other it. one's terrible. No, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. It's called embrace the suck by Brent Gleason. And I highly do not recommend this total. Nope. We might have people on the podcast who are fans of this. I'll just say it in a way that's not very Lauren. This is not for me. No. Okay. This is not for me. <laughs> and that's all I'll say about it. So that I don't alienate anybody who likes it. Okay, cool. Um, but anyway, I'm stoked. Uh, meanwhile, I've been thinking of uh, how soon I'm going to purchase uh, Brendan Leonard's new book, I Hate Running and You Can Too. So that's the kind of uh, flavor I'm going to for running. Oh, okay. I need that. Um, one more, one more book thing because I haven't done social media in eight months. I read one to two books a week because that's what I do when I'm on the shitter and in the bathtub now, which is a shitload of time. You poop a lot. I poop a lot. I just finished, uh, let your mind run by Dina Castor. This is also a very good book. If you're a runner, who's been a runner for a long time and needs a shot in the arm about reframing the importance of running, what it means to you and being more positive about why you run, how it feels, what you're doing out there in the wind and the rain and the snow. This totally changed my thinking, not just about running, but about generally like facing negativity in your life. 
I have not liked a book as much as I liked this book in a long fucking time. Wow. And okay. I, I mean, I've, I've got three stacks of books, two feet high here that I've just been rolling through and none of them, none of them were as interesting or as inspiring or also as super concrete. It's not very touchy feely, which I really dig about her. Uh, so I highly recommend that one. How, um, so I feel like books can be uh, really good and also require different levels of commitment to be invested in. Do you feel like that's beach, a- beach read, beach okay. read level, honest cool. to God. Um, run strong, stay hungry is more like sit down with your homework and your flashcards. Okay. This is full blown, eat it up, love every minute of it, beach read. Cool. Let your mind run by Dina Castor. Yeah. Awesome. Those are my book reviews. I think the book reviews are probably going to be a regular part of the show now because that's all I do with my life. <laughs> uh, so you have your race coming up this weekend. You've got your 25K. You've got your mind right. You've got your AB emotional goals. Um, I just remembered what it was that I was saying that I was afraid of, okay. which is I was afraid that I totally fucked up all my training by spending a solid week just being drunk and smoking. <laughs> Wait, wait, when did you have, when did this week happen? <laughs> oh, last week. <laughs> what? I don't know. Like, I'm not sure that it's true. And hopefully I can detox hard enough this week for that. This is kombucha. It's not beer. Uh, hopefully I can detox, but I, I went hard in the paint for a whole week. week. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kicked it off with Landon. I have my Tuesday night wine with Landon, where we talk about the universe and art and mushrooms and every single feeling we've ever had. We might have drank a little bit too much wine. Stay, set up your professional audio and audio settings. Are you playing music? Um, (laughs) No, just expressing my feelings. Get on my way, Microsoft. (laughs) Okay. So Let's talk about the status of the hardness of your butt. The hardness on my butt. Okay. So good segue into, so great transition from talking about mushrooms and drinking too much wine to what's the status of your butt. What's in your butt? What's in your butt? What's in your butt? What's in your butt? Three fingers deep in a bang. Um, <laughs> Uh, so you and me and Laura Comtois are doing an adventure race in three weeks. Yeah. It's very soon. It's very it's like, soon. Yeah. It's very soon. We're going to do our team bike ride. Yeah. Next week, which again, mm-hmm. like, uh, I just, I'm just like savoring adding in all of these different things that have not been part of my existence for quite a while now, but one of the things for adventure race, so my running miles have not been high at all. I took two months completely off, which sounds much more purposeful than it was. I stopped doing physical activity for two months, like no running, no biking, no nothing. Like there's lots Sometimes of people. Sometimes you need a brain break. Yeah. Lots of people say like, oh, I took a break and they're like, well, I, st- I didn't give up my yoga or like. I still walk 30 miles every other day. I did nothing but play video games for, you know, eight hours a day when I was not working. I will be candid in that. So one of my things for adventure racing is 
I have, I have found that for adventure racing, the limiting factor to fun is not necessarily your fitness and the disciplines. It's being able to sit on a bike for a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I am fully in the crotch punching regimen currently Good. and Good. riding my bike, uh, at least every other day for the last, uh, we'll say like 10 days. Oh, wow. Like that. Good for you. I feel like we've, you and I have discussed this before, and I can tell you by my crotch sitch currently that you need two weeks of at least every other day on a bike to get your, your, your crotch stamina back up to where it needs to be to sit on a seat for a long time. So me, Andy and Arbor did 16 miles yesterday. My, I can sit on the seat and everything fine today. So I'm like, okay, I've only got a couple more rides and I should be like, I should be topped off for crotch stamina for adventure race, which that is, that's like, that is like issue number one for me. Um, yeah. So bike such good. You've also been biking a lot. Mm-hmm. I have. Yeah. I went out to bike to the bison a couple times. Uh, it's been painful. Yeah. Those are not muscles I know how to use. I got back and thought, it would be just my butt that was sore, but it was also my hammies, which was a real shocker because you just think that back. you're invincible. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, the other funny thing was that I realized the hammies didn't hurt till the next day. What hurt immediately while cycling was that I realized that when I'm in the race position on my road bike, my neck is not strong enough to hold my head up, These which are weird is things pathetic. To realize. I know That's what you mean. pathetic. Like it, I felt like Igor, like I couldn't. I was like, do it, Lauren, hold your, uh, I know exactly like those, what you mean. Those guys racing Ram who had to duct tape their helmets to their waists <laughs> so that their heads wouldn't fall down while they were riding through the night. I'm going to need a little bit of help on that on a 24 hour race. Laura already offered to tow one of us on bike if needed. So we'll actually, rather than have her tow one of us, we'll just have her like the tow rope connected to one of our heads just to keep our heads up. <laughs> I hope Laura knows she's going to, she's going to carry the team. Literally. Literally. I love the idea of, I mean, we have been called the twin towers before. And I love the idea of our, our teacup, adorable friend dragging us on our giant mountain bikes. Mm-hmm. Per- perfect. That would be significant. I mean, why not? She did. She, she could handle it. She could totally handle it. Oh, I have, I have no fears. I bet she could do it while singing. It's going to be a, it's going to be a wild experience with the adventure race. Like I'm, I'm fully stoked, but I also, I completely recognize that all of my calibration is off. Like when thinking about like mileage and calculations and like how much food I need, like, like I mentioned, we went on a family bike ride last night. I had no grasp of how long it took to do anything. Like we got done. And if somebody would have told me like you did 40 miles, I would have been like, I did. Or if somebody was like, (laughs) you did three miles. I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All of my, all of my uh, dials are fucked up. Yeah. My food dials fucked up because I haven't done any distance. So I'm basically not eating, you know? And that's, I mean, that's, it takes that takes practice to like rem, to remember like eating oh, every yeah. 30 minutes is intense eating even every 45 minutes is eating a ton like i was thinking about that too like what what is food do i like i don't remember how to do that like i've really been trying to run like a hard 10 miler on trail with nothing but tailwind 
let's say that's not the best idea. I, I'm very hungry when I'm done, like painfully. It's stupid. I'm just lazy and don't want to carry things, but I'm going to have to refigure out my, uh, my food strategy. I think I'll make a lot of my food and bring it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like a peanut butter jelly, peanut butter M&Ms wrapped in a soft white flour tortilla mm-hmm. with maybe some honey in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you got sta- stapled on both ends so that nothing mm-hmm. gets out. Yeah. Yeah. I would discourage tear the you staple eating. away. Oh, I was gonna no, say, no. I would discourage you from no, eating no. the staples, or at least no, more no. than one, like a. Roll. You just tear the staple off before you squeeze the, before you squeeze the tortilla into your mouth like a gogurt. Oh yeah, yeah. You just like roll it up and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Race but food. It's delicious. So, it's so funny just thinking about all of these skills and estimation uh, tools that I had that I just no longer yeah same distance stuff is beyond me right now like i'm gonna have to spend a good several days at home before the race like laying out my stuff and thinking about like what needs to go where like what are the things that i have to have on the bike that i don't need to take elsewhere i have Mm. trouble dressing for Mm. hikes nowadays yeah i'm telling you i'm only doing this race and as a means to use my out there adventure racing pack I'm really not doing it for anything else because it's just getting dusty. You want to know something that's really funny. And I I meant to ask Laura's opinion on this. And I thought it would be really funny if this ends up being the result after looking at the leg distances and where our drop boxes are. No, no. I feel like it's probably possible that we could just get away with our hydration vest and be like, I hate you so much right now. But maybe not. Again, I have not done any of that calculating yet. Um, no, I'm just. Waiting. I'm bringing the pack, and I will mule everyone's flirt flurps or whatever the fuck you need your mar- your margarita mix. Right. I will. I will carry it. I'm okay. bringing the, my giant backpack. Okay, cool. I'll make sure to slide a 25 pound weight plate in the bottom, so you know that you're you are making it worthwhile. Thank you. I, I really do. I know that they don't usually happen other than nationals, but I really hope there's a ride and tie. Just yeah. put me in coach. Like I would never be more excited to run like a wild Jack Russell Terrier alongside the two of you while you ride bikes. That would just make me the happiest person alive. Well, you know, it's funny and I'll be interested to see the kind of flavors we get between these two events. So we have the Shenandoah Epic Adventure Race uh, on April 17th. I think it's 17th. And then a few weeks after that, we have the two rivers from rootstock racing adventure race. And I, you know, I don't know what the flavors are for these events. Like I know what flavor I'm going to be bringing. However, at the same time, like, I feel like it's very possible that we could go do Shenandoah and be like, like, we're just working with what we have. And by the time we get to the next adventure race, we might be feeling a little bloodthirsty because we've been pent up for a year or we How might be like, it's two hours. I want to say it's 32 hours. Oh no, that's not what I want to do for my birthday. Oh no. I'm just kidding. It's 24 hours. <laughs> I hate 32 hour races. You won't, you won't hate it. You'll love it. Everybody will be saying happy birthday to you. Like every six minutes. I don't minutes. even know it's my birthday. You can wear like a crown or something. We'll put Is that a two, two man? It's a two-man race. I think it's a two-man. Yeah. I'm not sold on that. I would say I'll carry you, but if I carried you, you would just end up carrying yourself. 
where there was where there was one set of footprints, footprints. that's where Jared cared you Jared cared that's you where, mm-hmm. yeah that's where Jesus gave up and went home because the 32 hours is too fucking long you know it's funny I feel like I am observing us doing an adventure race like I feel like as I'm thinking about prep for Shenandoah and stuff I'm like what's Annie gonna do next I don't wow know. you He's think so gonna do good I'm gonna do acid so we'll see how it goes same difference it's great I'm gonna be so weird I mean staying up beyond 24 hours is like taking two hits of acid for me you I don't know like with caffeine gum you may be just fine Okay. Also, right. you've been you've been resting for a year. I think you're good. We'll talk about this later, Lang. <laughs> I mean, there's a, yeah. I mean, I'm normally I feel like I'm in a good position to be like, here, here's what I understand to be the like pros and cons of this event and the risk and like well, how we can get through things. You I don't just know, feel, Dick. I just feel like I'm like I don't know, Lord. Like, oh, oh. I think my, my greatest fears are hallucination, tripping over my own feet when I'm tired, and also a Tyrolean traverse. Oh, if we had a Tyrolean diver- traverse, that's where we're going to live. <laughs> These don't do anything except for this. Well, the race was actually canceled because um, two women were stuck on the Tyrolean traverse and no other participants could get through. <laughs> We're just spinning ourselves on the line. Wait, I would just be like hooked at that waist harness, just like hanging backwards, like unable to get my my hands or my feet to the playing that that Aerosmith song where where she jumps out of the building at the end. Do you remember this one? No, you don't remember. No. When uh, Alicia, what's her last name? The clueless girl. She gets her belly button pierced in the Aerosmith video. I did not see that. Living on the edge, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, and then yeah. she jumps off. You can't help yourself from fall. Yeah, so I'll sing it for you since you don't remember the music video, but that's where we're going to get stuck in and where we'll live till the end of time. Well, now I hope there is a Tyrolean traverse so that one of us can sing Living on the Edge while the other one goes across. You can't make your partner laugh if they're on that thing. It's true. You know how, like, end of days hard that was. Yeah. Like doing 50 burpees with someone with a gun to your head. I I felt like I did not understand what I was seeing when I saw other people doing it because I was like, wait, why isn't anybody else almost pooping out their own intestines on their effort from this? Maybe we did it wrong. Maybe we did it wrong. I don't know. Maybe my arms are just wiggly inflatable arm men. Like that's, I just, I mean, I think this is what happens when you work a a desk job for a living and you are a runner. Like, yeah. You just get spaghetti noodles. Yeah, that was one of the things I noticed doing more bike miles is just my arms are just tired from like holding, holding yourself holding up. Myself yeah. up. Yeah. I have uh, Adrian Mischler of Yoga with Adrian to thank for my ability oh. to remotely hold my upper body up in any way because I am on how many days since Thanksgiving of 2020? I am on uh, 88 days of daily yoga. Whoa. I like to streak. It's my new thing. If you can't do it well, do it forever. (laughs) That's what I've got. Good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. 
it's funny. Again, we just continue moving in opposite directions. I'm like, you know what? It's fine. If I don't feel like doing it today, I'm not, I'm just not going to do it. You and I always ebb and flow. I have watched you. I remember being at Hargis Lake with you once and that we were like at this bottom of this levee that was like a hundred feet up. And you were like, we'll just go this way. We'll just get back to the trail this way. And you just went bloop, 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 four steps and you were at the top. And I was at the bottom a fourth of the way up like. I have not, I've not trained for Barclays this year. And you were like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot. (laughs) We have taken turns being different things. Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm completely shifting this conversation, but I do want to talk about like some recent races, uh, inspiration things, whatever. Oh, yeah. We I got some say, fucking news. So I have to say like the women at Barkley this year, I think there was eight that I know of that were at Barkley, which is awesome. Yeah, and just like the cultivation of depth in the women's field for Barkley it's just so inspiring from a future female finisher perspective, like mm-hmm. seeing Maggie, mm-hmm. Courtney DeWalter, Liz Canty, Karen McNearney, Nini, Nearney, McNeeny, McNeeny out there who got her ticket from winning BFC. Like I just, it's so yeah. cool. And it's not, it's not a gimme. It's the same thing with bigs, like with, and that's another one, like Ohio backyard, like mm-hmm. came down to two people and it was a man and it was a woman, like just seeing Fantastic. women just holding their own. Um, it's not like, uh, I mean, it's an even, it's an even playing field. So yeah. it's just yeah. really cool to see, uh, the beginning of, or not the beginning, the continuation of things that will garner fruit in the years to come as well. So like, yeah. you know, you can't, it has to like thinking about the Athens women going and doing Ohio backyard and there being a woman that was in the last two, like that's going to create more women showing up mm-hmm. for that race in the coming mm-hmm. years. Seeing more women at Barkley is going to cause more women to apply and show up at the Barkley in future years. Like oh, yeah. that is so cool. Oh yeah. I mean, I got, tingly inspired when I heard that DeWalter, Canty, and good no, who was the third? Uh Maggie, Courtney, Guterall. Liz yeah. Canty, yeah. Yeah, okay, Guterall. Uh we're all that they all three stayed together for their first loop and timed it on their second loop. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I felt that juiciness of when me, you and Morgan did our our pitchel experience and just like gritting it out three women through the night doing something that seemed like totally fucking impossible, like edge of edge of sanity level. It's I'm like just like digging in and giving blood, right? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Super inspiring. They're also just like all around, uh, basically in every way, they're three of my favorite athletes. Like I I've only known Liz Canty because of BFC, but like, I just love that she's kind of like an every woman kind of character. Like she makes it seem possible to go from nothing to something. And, you know, DeWalter's just fucking cool down to earth and silly. Good girl, I don't know. I'm going to throw in, I'm going to throw in a little pebble with Liz Canty. Uh, She's a double black belt martial artist along with, I believe she has an Olympic qualifier. So she is like, she, Liz is, Liz is a uh, like top tier, just rusher of shit like wow i mean yeah so again just 
and and not to say she should not still be inspiring as like a like everyday person but she's it just seems personable and normal yeah which i dig yeah um just yeah delicious delicious um big ups to jess k for her 100k at obu nice work uh big ups to 108 for our uh friend and bar firm mike shiflet uh we've got a lot of other folks that were there that weekend and if i'm forgetting who you are it's not because i don't love you it's because I didn't follow too much of the play-by-plays because I was so bummed that I couldn't be there. Yeah. There was also the Vernal Equinox timed race this last weekend. So there was a 12 and a 24 hour option. Uh, Katie Height made her return to racing by attending the event. Uh, She didn't have a mileage goal. She just went and did her thing for 12 hours. So congrats, Katie, on doing a race. Like, Also, Andrew, our dear weatherman, did his first hundred miles. Shut up. So congratulations, uh, man. That's, that that's awesome. I know you've been doing a bonkers amount of miles and it, yeah, it was super cool to see. I think you did 23 hours and 26 minutes or something like that for his, I believe it's super his first hundred miler because uh, Andy pointed out to me that he thought he had never done a hundred K before, potentially. Way to so, swing for the fences. Yeah. Um, so shout out to you, man. And I'm trying to quote these, uh, things from memory. So I'm sorry if I get any of the details wrong, but long story short, Andrew did hundred miles at a 24 hour event. Hell yes. Tough. Um, dang dude, that's amazing. That's, uh, his, uh, Instagrams are a part of why I miss social media. Cause he's just the most positive, lovely human being. I just adore everything he puts out of the world. A plus nice work, my dude. That rules. Yeah. So good, like good, feel good. Again, best part of the feel good vibe that's going around as people are getting back to racing and, um, either, and I love that it's both flavors. So it's either people that have been pent up and training like a motherfucker for the last Mm -hmm. year and are finally able to like blow the top off of their training for the last year, or maybe some of the people that more in my camp where it's like, okay, I've been in this hidey hole and now I get to come out and remember what some of these things about racing and running long distance and doing adventure racing and all that stuff is about. So mm-hmm. it's twofold getting to see those things play out. So. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All delicious flavors. Love them all. Very stoked. Yeah. People. <laughs> Can't wait. I know the year of the double stranger face lick is, is almost upon oh, us. It is upon us. Does that mean me and you? We yeah. are? Uh, we'll say, I, my thought in saying that was me and you, but if you wanted to lick twice as many faces or the faces <laughs> twice as much, either one of those. I, I literally thought that might be what you were talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Oh man. I am so ready to talk to strangers. Jesus Christ. Oh. It's so rare and so delightful. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to fill your calendar with stuff you don't want to do. <laughs> Thank you. Me too. I think. Well, that's Until it for me. Time. We are. Bye.